hell? I suck at dating. With Dean, Vanessa, and Jared, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. I'm Dean Ungler. No one in studio, at least the typical co-hosts, Jared and Vanessa, are not in studio today. But I am joined by some friends. And if you guys want to say hi real quick, do you mind? Sup, players? It's Erica. (laughs) And Tori. Oh, baby. And Easton needs no introduction, apparently. He just says, hey. Hey. Uh, (laughs) They know me by my name. They know my voice. Uh, And on the phone, we have Jared, who is out of town currently. Uh, But in the spirit of this podcast, which we typically do, we love having one host call in. (laughs) So, Jared, are you there? Oh, I'm out here. What's up? I am currently... Oh, not much. How are you guys doing? What's up? We're doing well. How are you? Where are you? We are currently in Westerly, Rhode Island. And we are currently at the... uh, What we're doing is we're wedding venue shopping. I'm wedding venue shopping with Ashley right now. Right now we're at Ocean House, which is in Watch Hill, Rhode Island. And so we're looking at some places, deciding where we want to get married. It's quite beautiful. Wait, Jared, aren't you from Rhode Island? Uh, yes, I'm originally from Warwick, Rhode Island. So we decided, Ashley and I decided that we're probably going to get married in Rhode Island because most of our family, my family is from Rhode Island, and then her family mostly is from Jersey and Northern Virginia, so it just makes sense that we get married on the East Coast, and there's so many beautiful venues in Westerly and Newport and Narragansett that it just makes sense for us to get married over here. And the cool thing about Ocean House is that we're currently here looking at shops, so they're letting me use a room, which is pretty awesome. So I'm in their conference room right now, calling in on a landline. I'd help us like a dating. But the really cool thing is that people are going to love is that we're about, oh, 300 yards from Taylor House Swift. Uh, Taylor Swift's my house. God, <laughs> Taylor House Taylor Swift. Swift's house. I can, I can very clearly tell how excited you are because of how fast you're talking. <laughs> I know. Well, what it is, I have Ashley, Ashley sitting next to me right now, and she just keeps, like, yelling at me, telling me what to say, and it's really distracting. <laughs> Ashley, like, you're not. And like, flaring. She's like, no, I have a good idea. No, say this. And I'm like, Ashley, just watch shows on your computer. Jared, Jared is professional. I think that you don't need to take her advice anyways. It's okay. Um, okay, so you're in Rhode Island. You're you're shopping for wedding venues. I saw actually Ashley tweet out maybe this morning or last night that she like tweeted at Taylor Swift to, to asking to borrow her house for the wedding. Yeah, we're kind of uh, shooting for the moon on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, she tweeted and we're hoping it gets viral. And then maybe, you know, Taylor will let us borrow her house for a few hours on a beautiful Saturday next summer where Ashley and I can get married. You know, Taylor's more than welcome to stay at the house if she wants to while all our friends and family fill it up. Just a so, mild inconvenience for you, I'm sure. Mild, little inconvenience. I'm sure she'll be fine with it. But the cool thing is, is that her house would legitimately be a beautiful wedding venue. But it's been pretty cool. So we went to our first one yesterday in Newport, Rhode Island. And it's just really exciting to see, you know, where we're going to get married or, or, or start the wedding planning process and figure, oh, we like this, but we don't like this. And, um... You know, we don't want to do a first look or where the reception would be and so on and so forth. Has the the whole because, I mean, obviously, you guys have been sort of planning the wedding since the engagement for some, at least to some respect. Has the dynamic of the relationship changed at all? Or have you seen Ashley in like a different light since you've seen the whole wedding planning kind of unfold? Not really. I mean, Ashley already thrives in such wet like planning mode. That's mm-hmm. where she is at her best. And so wedding planning is just no different. Like any charity event that we've ever had in terms of, you know, having a bachelor related one, Ashley usually plans it and she loves doing it. So now that she's planning our wedding or helping, we also have 
So one of our friends, Troy Williams, uh, he's going to be our wedding planner. He's awesome. So Ashley and him have been constantly texting back and forth on this group thread that some, for some reason I'm a part of, even though I never answer. It's just I'm pretty much just you know nodding my head, being like, yeah, that sounds great. That sounds great. Sure, we'll go there. Just tell me what to do, where to go, and I'll be there. Well, and I know, too, one of the stories that you, you like telling uh, is the first time, or I guess the moment that you knew you were in love with Ashley was when she was planning uh, a function. I can't remember what it was, but it was on the East Coast, right? Yeah, so it was our first function after Bachelor in Paradise Season 2 is in October of 2015. And I remember Ashley invited myself and a lot of other people from that season to do this charity event at her house in Virginia. So it was myself and about eight other Bachelor contestants, and we flew down to Virginia and stayed at Ashley's home with her parents, and it was the first time that I saw Ashley outside of the Bachelor bubble in her element, planning this event, um, surrounded by friends and family, just Ashley at her most comfortable, and then that's when I immediately knew that I was an idiot, and then I just continued being an idiot for quite some time because I'm a guy, and, you know, guys are stupid, and so... But that was the first moment when I looked at her and said, uh, I'm going to marry her. And, that, and now it all comes full circle because then she's acting, she's doing the same thing. But now instead of planning that function or that event, she's planning the wedding to you. Exactly. Ain't, ain't life just a funny thing? And life is such a funny thing. I'm a very lucky guy. So uh, our love began with planning and it will certainly not end with planning. How, but, uh, I, I do have a question. How, our life will be. how much... How heavily involved in this planning are you? Are you basically just kind of nodding your head and saying yes to everything Ashley suggests? Are you weighing in with anything of your own? No, I certainly have a lot of opinions of my, of my own that but, okay. I want to incorporate into the wedding. But I think the most important thing is that Ashley's dream wedding come true. Sure. So if she is really wanting something or dead sense on something, I'll, I'll compromise. I have no issues doing that. I just want, you know, certain little details uh, to be mine as well. Like Superman cufflinks, or like, is there is there any type of Superman iconography? Well, I will this? be, I will be ripping shirt. open my shirt yeah. at the altar and revealing my Superman shirt that I'm wearing underneath, and then I'm going to uh, rip off my pants and have a full Superman tight costume <laughs> on with red tape, uh, and then I will put the ring on Ashley, and then uh, we will be attached to strings that uh, hopefully Dean will be handling in the back, and we'll <laughs> you fly off, fly over everybody, and. Uh, that's our love story right there. I, I know that you might be joking a little bit, but I, I hope you're not. I'm praying that you're not. Yeah. I see well, it. I will say our wedding planner sent us a picture of a wedding that he did years ago where the guy was a big superhero nerd like myself. And so him and the groomsmen all wore um, superhero shirts underneath their tuxes. So, like, one was Superman, then it was Batman and Green Lantern. And so before the wedding, like, in the, the photos of him and his groomsmen, they all, like, opened up their shirt. <laughs> it's actually pretty fantastic. It's something I'm really thinking about doing. Erica's shaking her head in disgust. Yeah, I can't get on board with this, <laughs> but also I'm it. not marrying you, so right. it's okay. <laughs> Ashley's actually on board with that, so oh. I'm pretty lucky. But we'll see. We'll see if it happens. I kind of want to take it a little bit more seriously, but who the hell knows? Yeah. I mean, you only get one, so you might as well go all out. That's true. I know, but it is fun. I will say it is. I, I feel lucky to like be planning a wedding with the love of my life because it's cool. Because I, all I've heard is how stressful wedding planning is. And there is a layer of stress of making sure, like, talking to the people, talking money, obviously, who we're inviting, who we're not inviting, what do you want for your wedding, what do I want, so on and so forth. But Ashley and I have uh, – we're kind of on the same page with a lot of things. And um, it's, it's not that stressful as of yet. Granted, we've only looked at two venues, so we're just beginning. But it, 
it's really exciting and a little surreal to think about, oh, no, this is I'm planning my wedding. Right. It's one of those things that you always wait for the day to come, and now it's here. Like, I've seen two venues, and this could potentially be the place that I uh, marry my wife. Crazy. So I remember last week, too, you said that you were considering or, or debating whether or not to give me a plus one to your wedding. <laughs> Well, I was debating it because, Dean, I think you might have more fun on your own. I mean, <laughs> it depends. If, listen, if you are, you know, in a relationship next summer, of course, we're going to be plus one. But if you're single, a lot of our friends are going to be there, mutual friends. Ben's going to be there. Nick's going to be there. And if everybody's single, I think it might be more fun for you guys just to, like, go as a group. You know, it's kind of like prom where if you didn't have a date that you really liked, it's almost better just to go with a bunch sure. of your friends than well, it is to bring somebody that you're really not sure about. And especially if Taylor Swift is going to be there. I mean, I got to go single. Dude, you have to go single. I'm telling you, she's going to love you. We'll see. Um, and so you're in Rhode Island for a bachelor party then, right? That's what, what, That was one of the other reasons you were there. Yeah, so we flew back for a bachelor party this past weekend. My sister's getting married in September, so it's her fiance's, my future brother-in-law's bachelor party this past weekend. We drove to a cabin in Maine. It was like 12 of his buddies and just just chilled up there Friday and Saturday um, and then drove back Sunday. It was a very relaxed bachelor party. We just stayed in, played beer pong, played uh, you know yard games, drank, hung out, went to a brewery. And then that was it, really it. So it was a bachelor party that I liked because I'm not a big, I'm not a guy who goes out a lot. Yeah. But I, it made me think about my own bachelor party and what I want. And so this might sound really lame. If people are probably going to hate me. For I guarantee it's going to sound lame. That's not surprising to any of us. Dude, I kind of want a Jack and Jill bachelor and bachelorette party. Like, because the whole weekend we were hanging out. And even some of the other guys were saying how they miss their fiance or wife and they have kids. And it just becomes so chaotic. And I was thinking to myself, yeah, I think this would be more fun if all our significant others were here and we're all just kind of hanging out. Granted, we couldn't, like, you know, quote-unquote, bro out if our girls were there. But having said that, I don't know. There's something cool about being a Jack and Jill bachelor and bachelorette party and Ashley agrees. So I don't know if we're going to do it or not, but that's kind of the direction we're headed. You could do two, theoretically, right? Maybe. Do what? Jack and Jill? Well, two, like you'd have, like, a Jack and Jill and then, like, your regular bachelor party where you just invite a bunch of guys and drink beer and fart around each other and all that kind of stuff. You know, like, what yeah. guys do? That's true. I will say it was like nice to just like get away with a couple of guys, hang out, and then like you know, like you said, just like talk poop jokes out. and laugh yeah, about it, jokes. and not feel not feel judged. Because like I feel like every time I laugh at a poop joke, Ashley just looks <laughs> at me, and I'm like, listen, I can I can be funny. Um, but yeah, what well, we're thinking for bachelor and bachelorette party, or at least my bachelor parties, I'm thinking one night. I think that's that's like a good amount. Like everybody gets together, hangs out. We go out. We either go out one night, or we like rent a place out and all stay in and drink and have fun. And then the next day, like maybe ha hang out for like a day portion. And then that's really it. I don't know if I'd make a big weekend of it, but so, that's also just me. Like people are different in their own way and people want their own things. Like what would you do, Dean? Dean, if you were getting married and you had a bachelor party that you had to plan, would you do like a whole weekend thing? Would you just do guys? Would you want a Jack and Jill? I mean, I have no um, idea. It's it's so far removed from my, uh, I guess, memory or not even memory it's so far removed from any like realm of possibility so i haven't really thought about it too much but i will say you were almost married to rachel what are you talking about you haven't thought about <laughs> I, it's a great point oh i'm not a big fan of like strip clubs or anything like that so i don't really foresee that being part of it although it's like kind of i, I don't know i feel like that's like the norm these days is like you go with your boys to a strip club and get super wasted and then you yeah. i don't know it always sounds kind of cheap and what, cheesy what are your to me. thoughts about strip clubs I hate them so much. I've been it's to a here. few in my life, but I always feel super uncomfortable whenever I'm there. Yeah, they're, they're no good. Yeah. And like no matter what? how much alcohol is involved, I could be super drunk and still just be like, I just feel gross and disgusting in here. I need to get out. But I don't know. What do you think? Erica, as a female, what are your thoughts on trip clubs? 
uh, disgusting. Well, Luckily, there are girls that like them sometimes. I know. I'm not That's into it. Also, I'm just glad that, like, my boyfriend says, he's like, I've never been to one. I have no intention of going to one. And I'm like, that rocks. I mean, I've been to one. Don't get me wrong. But you just didn't enjoy it. No, I've probably been two or three times in my entire life. Did you, Same. like, participate? No, I've never gotten a mm. dance. I've, I just always, like, sit there uncomfortably awkward, like, in a little shell and don't really do anything. I went when you I was 16. Most- oh, what? sorry, Jared. <laughs> oh, go, Ethan. I went to the Crazy Horse in San Francisco, and I thought they were going to check my ID, and they did not. I was with... Some friends that were older. Nice. And uh, I, I remember sitting in the audience and this um, young lady came up and asked me if I wanted to dance. And I thought she meant dance like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like just then a dance. I'm waving my arms back and forth. Um, and she took me to a private room. <laughs> oh. And uh, I'm like, how much is this going to cost me? And she she broke it down. I pulled out the last $20 in my bank account because <laughs> I was 16. Yeah. I didn't have any money. And uh, I got a, I, she gave me a lap dance and I was super uncomfortable about it. And that song, um, Faint by Linkin Park was playing. Oh, great so, song. Yeah. The album had just come out. It was a really big deal. And, um, I was like, I really like this song. And she was like, I do too. And <laughs> her name was Illusion. The and, Illusion. And she, uh, oh, she made name. me do a man that night. It sounds like you guys really hit it off. We, we sure did. She was the one, well, I mean, you're married, obviously. So. Dude, I went to a strip club. So, uh, I've only been to a strip club probably like three or four times, but I went a few years ago and this is like the most Jared story I could possibly tell. So we're at the strip club. I'm like Dean, where I feel a little uncomfortable to be surrounded by a bunch of dudes watching a girl perform, all being turned on at the same time in one room. Like, it's just like a weird environment for me to be in. But a buddy of mine bought me a lap dance because he knew that I was uncomfortable. So I went into the private room with this girl. And so the first, obviously, like, it was like, she, he paid for a song, I think it was. So I go back there with this woman, I forget her name, and she, she, you know, stands in front of me, and then she starts doing her dance, but we start talking, right? And so I'm asking about her life and, like, what she does and what she, you know, where she's from, so on and so forth. I swear to God, I saw talking to this girl, and we talked for, like, 10 minutes. She didn't even give me a lap dance. I just talked to the stripper the entire time. So, of course, I get up, and I'm like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Like, that was fine. And I'm walking out, and the bouncer's like, okay, 90 bucks. <laughs> no, it was already paid for. He's like, that, he paid for one song. You went for two more. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Like, she didn't even give me a lap dance. And she's gone by this point. Like, I didn't even see her. And he's like, listen, you either give me the money or you're out. Like, he was just, and he didn't say it like that. It was a far more intimidating voice. Right, more right. More human being it was coming from and so i immediately felt, felt threatened and like he was going to break both my legs so he escorted me to the atm where i withdrew 90 more dollars and handed it to him and then went back to my little corner and had the rest of my vodka cranberry and called it a night <laughs> and those uh, service charges on those atms are no joke oh man. it's like eight dollars eight dollars it's absurd um well all right, safe to say that Jared will not be attending a strip club for his bachelor party, especially yeah, if Ashley is there. I don't really, I don't see that flying over too well. <laughs> Went off the rails on that one, didn't we? Jared, did you watch uh, Bachelor in Paradise? I did. Did you? Uh, I did. Catch us up. What do you think about everything? Uh, obviously, the Colin and Tia situation is dominating the storyline. Wait, which who? I feel like a lot of, yeah, who are these people <laughs> Colin and Tia? I have no idea. Uh, I feel like a lot of people on on social media are are hating that, which I'm not sure why, because it's definitely, for me, the most interesting part of the show. I think Jordan is feeling – Jordan – it's Colin Tia, number one, and then Jordan is number two. But Jordan is really likable. I mean, he's – I liked him on Becca's season as well. I thought he – you know, while for all his quirks, he came off pretty genuine and funny, and I liked him a lot. So he's only reaffirming the fact of why I like him. And then – I mean, with Colin and Tia, it's kind of, I think they're both in the wrong. I think Tia, a lot of people are on Tia's side, 
And I'm not saying I'm not, but I'm also on Colton's side as well. I'm wondering where you're at with that. You're sitting on the fence. You could go either way. Dude, I'm, no, I'm sitting on the fence like Colton right now. The thing is, I mean, Colton is being very open and honest about the fact that he's not sure about his feelings for Tia. Right. And so I feel bad for Tia because I know how much she likes Colin and how she's focusing on him. So I can I can feel for her, but at the same time, Colin's not doing anything wrong. He's being completely honest, telling her, I still don't want to close the book on you, but I'm not sure. So I think at this point, it's kind of up to Tia to really, you know, pull up her pants, so to speak, and stand up for herself and say, okay, I need to shut that door because it's not going to work. So I don't really know because here's the thing, like as much as I love Kendall and Kendall's the sweetest girl, she's kind of doing the same thing Colton's doing where she told grocery store Joe she really likes them, but she wants to, you know, date other people. And she kissed John right after she talked to Joe. Yeah. So I don't understand why Colton's getting so much flack for it um, when I don't think he's really doing anything wrong. I mean, you can be on Tia's side, but I think, I, I just I don't I, I don't see why Colin's being villainized. I was just talking to Nick about it today. It seems like this season of Paradise is just filled with hypocrisy. Like everyone is giving Colton crap for what he's doing while doing the exact same thing that he's doing. And the only reason that we seem to be giving Colton more crap for it is because they're much more of a central focus of the storyline. They're getting more airtime. They're getting more uh, interaction between both him and Tia and then other people talking about their interaction as well. So like we de- we just tend to focus on it a little bit more. But then you look at yeah. it like Jordan's doing the same thing. Chris is doing the same thing. Kendall's doing the same thing. But no one else really seems to be as villainized as much as Colton's being right now. And again, I'm not sticking up for Colton. I think that... So he got done filming Becca's season, and then a month and a half later, he goes to Paradise. And in that month and a half, he doesn't reach out to Tia, seemingly. He doesn't have a conversation with her. Then he strolls into Paradise, takes her on a date, kisses her, and then isn't certain about what he wants to do. And it just it kind of perplexes me because if one of them felt anything for each other, they knew that there was a six-week gap to spark a conversation uh, reignite anything that might have been there before going back down into paradise. And sure, maybe it's like going down into paradise with a clean slate and having no conversations before made it more like authentic and all that kind of stuff. But to me, it just doesn't seem like either of them, like they want to be in a relationship, sure, but it doesn't seem like either of them want it badly enough. And again, Tia's fighting very hard for it, but why didn't she call him in those six weeks between Becca's season and paradise? I think they both want to be in a relationship, but it just kind of appears to me that they don't want to be in a relationship with each other. And so that's what's perplexing to me. I agree with you. After that date in Paradise where both of them, or at least Colton, was still saying he wanted to explore other options, I think the only thing Colton is doing wrong right now is not closing the book on Tia. I think what he should do is say, Tia, listen, we went on the date. You know, I'm a little confused about my feelings towards you, but I think the best thing for both of us right now is to really try to date other people and not date each other, separate ourselves from this situation. I think that's the only thing Colton's doing wrong. And with Tia, I definitely feel for her. I feel bad for Tia because I can empathize with someone who likes someone so much they just they want it to be there so badly but after the rose ceremony i think right now heading for the rest of paradise i think the best thing for tia is to just not think about colin and i know that's almost impossible to do when he's dating other people you know and right in front of her but i mean that's kind of like what we signed up for while going to paradise so and the whole chris thing I don't know. Chris uh, kind of pisses me off. I, I, I can't stand, like, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but I just can't stand what people say, well, I'm a good guy. Like, he said that again during the show, and I was like, oh, I hate when people quantify themselves like that. Like, right. well, I'm a good person. Yeah, like, if so you have to say, it probably isn't entirely true. And right? he, he kind of did Tia wrong with the whole, uh, trust me, you can trust me, I'm a good guy thing, and then he goes and pulls what he pulls. It just uh, it just seems a little shady to me. Um, totally. 
from my perspective watching the show, it's funny because a lot of people took to Twitter to compare Colton and Tia's relationship to mine and Christina's relationship. And yep. I just think that's that's erroneous on all accounts because, first of all, Christina and I are just so much better looking than Colton and Tia as, as a couple. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I am well, very deeply offended by these comparisons. <laughs> you guys are a beautiful couple. You were, <laughs> you're just friends now. But I don't know. It's, it's definitely a difficult situation to be in. It's going to be interesting to see how it all kind of unfolds. And, I mean, Colton got super emotional about Becca being back in paradise. But I guess we'll see. I'm, I'm honestly excited for Jordan and uh, Jenna's story to continue to unfold. They seem pretty interesting. Like, it seemed like the weirdest couple to ever kind of get together, but it seems to work, and that's pretty cool. Um, and then we'll see like if the hypocrisy kind of lives on with you know Kendall and Joe and Chris and whoever he decides he wants to kiss that night and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, like I mean, I I love I love grocery store Joe. He's like, it's so funny how there are guys that can be awkward or shy, but they're so charming while they do it. Like for example, when he went up and accepted the rose from Kendall, she was like, "Will you accept this rose?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure, I'll accept it." Like yeah, sure. it was so awkward, but yet awesome and you're like okay this guy this guy's got something about him that's really cool and authentic and different than everybody else and i think that's why joe uh you know came everybody wanted to see joe in paradise as soon as he was sent home in, in becca season so i'm interested to see what happens i just really hope that colin and tia just date other people it's going to be i'm assuming colin's going to it's interesting to see if colin leaves if he feels like he's not ready to date other people and then he, he shouldn't Becca have, and, he shouldn't uh, have been up been there in the first place he keeps talking about how he's not over becca and he hasn't been able to move on and yet here he is on a show where you're supposed to be dating people and it's like well you shouldn't have put yourself in this situation if you weren't ready to move past your most recent relationship and you still haven't gotten over that and i mean it's kind of easy know, to say obviously from a from a viewer's perspective but of course i think it's really difficult to to not to say no to paradise because you feel like you're still not over your bachelorette because right. like what better way to get over someone than date other people and then you know in six months from now he if you know he's finally over becca i feel like he's going to really regret not going on and giving this a shot and so like what's the worst that can happen just like holly said last week you got to go on 100 dates to get over your ex that's it and like sure and is it stupid to go on tv and go on dates to try to get over your ex maybe but at the same time at least he's being himself right he's not faking anything he's not being like you know i'm ready and then he just goes through this entire thing and then fakes it with somebody and leaves and then it's like okay uh actually i lied and didn't have feelings for you i was just trying not to be villainized well we'll see what happens um all right well jared in the meantime good luck picking out your wedding venue let's keep tweeting at taylor swift and maybe we'll get her to uh give her give you guys a house next year that'd be pretty cool um that's the goal. Yeah, that's the goal. That's I can what... Photoshop one of those screenshots where it says, how many retweets let us have your wedding at your house? There you and go. she'll say 18 and a half, and then you'll, you'll get that really easily. Pretty pretty quick, yeah. I think. Yeah. 18 and a half retweets? <laughs> no, I'll make it believable. Something you can, like, you can get, like, what? like 10,000? I bet you can get 10,000. Give Jared more credit. 20,000. Okay. You can get 20,000. Oh, my God. You guys are really over-exaggerating. I can our, Photoshop our those, too. <laughs> That's a binding contract, too. Like Easton's a Photoshop whiz. I think we could figure that out. Um, all right. Well, good luck, buddy. Have fun. Uh, we look forward to having you back in studio next week and hearing all about kind of what you guys, what kind of headway, I guess, you guys have made on the wedding planning. So. All right. Sounds good, guys. We'll see you later. See you, bud. All right. Bye. Um, one thing that I think that their wedding will definitely need and that all weddings need is a very uh, romantic and beautiful ambiance. And what better way to get that romance and that ambiance that you're looking for than with some homesick candles? Easton, you know about these homesick candles? I, I've heard about these things. They, uh, 
They smell like home. They, right? <laughs> they, can, they do. They can. So what homesick candles are is, you know, a lot of us have upped and moved from our hometowns, and we have obviously have the nostalgia of always going back there. And there's one thing that always kind of sticks in our heads, and that's the smell of our hometown, our home city, home state, whatever it is. Um, I don't know if you knew this, Easton, or not, but did you know that scent is the memory strongest linked with memory? I did not know that. Or wait, did I say that wrong? The, yeah. the scent is the uh, um, sense. Sense that's longest linked with memory. So oh. if you smell something, you're more likely to remember something than if you like see it or whatever it is. I don't, I don't know exactly why that is, but um, you can get these homesick candles for all 50 states, dozens of the most famous countries and cities in the world. There's a scent for many of life's most memorable experiences in the holidays too, like Christmas, Thanksgiving, whatever it is. Uh, I actually have one of Colorado, and it, it honestly it smells just like Colorado. So whenever I go back, I, I light it if I get home and get homesick and um, kind of let myself fade away into the scent of Colorado. And it's just fantastic. So if you go to homesick.com to find every single one of the 50 United States candles, plus dozens of classic U.S. cities, popular countries of the world, shipped direct to you and your friends or family in just days. Right now, you listeners can get free shipping and $10 off when you buy two or more candles. Just visit homesick.com and use my code DEAN. That's homesick.com and use my code D-E-A-N. Check it out. Uh, maybe you're like me, live in Los Angeles and have a, a home state that you, you're fond of and you miss and you want to just kind of uh, breathe in the aroma of it. Check yeah. it out, homesick.com. If you're from California, you're in luck because they've got a NorCal candle, oh. a Los Angeles candle, and a California candle just for the whole state. Um, so yeah, go go on homesick.com, check them out, use the code DEAN, D-E-A-N, you get $10 off when you buy two or more candles plus free shipping. Um, next up, we're going to have Vanessa, I think, join in and give us an update on what she's doing with her life. Vanessa, are you there? <laughs> yes, I am. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm good. What how are you, you? What are you doing right now? Uh, actually, I was just checking out my eyebrows in the, in the mirror. <laughs> um. Well, I understand you were hosting uh, some radio show all week, too, right? Oh, yes. Part of the Virgin family. Um, so I'm doing that actually all week, Virgin Radio in Montreal, and hosting the morning segment. So I've been up since 4 o'clock uh, Eastern time. So it's, it's a long day for me. 4 o'clock in the afternoon? That's not that early. No, no. 4 o'clock in the morning. Oh, duh. Okay, that makes sense. Wait, I wonder, did they did they listen to you on this podcast and realize how exceptional of a host you are and ask you to come in? Uh, who, the, the Virgin Radio people in Montreal? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I don't think they had to do with that. I think... Um, I mean, I've hosted with them before in the past, and they, they know that I'm part of the Virgin, uh, part of the iHeart family. So they're like, oh, why don't you come in? Nice. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. We'll have to tune in and listen to it. Um, well, so fill us in on your life a little bit. We want to hear what's going on in the life of Vanessa <gasps> Grimaldi. Well, you know, there's this one relationship that I'm putting a lot of effort into. I don't know if you saw my recent Instagram story. Uh, I can look at it right now. Will you fill me in? <laughs> It sounds like wait, before before you say anything, I'm sure it's going to be with like a kid or a dog or a plant or something like that. It is. It's my basil plant. Oh. I, was in, um, I was in Miami all weekend. I was actually away. So this is funny. So do you watch Big Brother? I do not. Okay. So anyway, so Jessica Graff and Cody, um, I think they were from like two seasons ago or whatever from Big Brother. <laughs> they met on Big Brother. They were on the Amazing Race together. They won the Amazing Race. Oh. He proposed to her soon after they won. And now they're getting married in October. And uh, I'm part of their wedding party. Awesome. And get this. Guess what I'm doing? You are bringing your basil plant as a date. <laughs> and, uh, well, technically I should. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm walking their dog down the aisle. So oh. 
Yeah. That's cute. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So you're not getting walked down the aisle by one of the groomsmen? Nope. nope. No, 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 I'm not. I'm walking a dog. I mean, I'm just a dating dog, so it's going to be like... Oh, oh wow. Oh, my gosh. How harsh, harsh. <laughs> but appropriate, it sounds like. Okay, so you're going to be part of the wedding. Hey, I have a question. Would you ever consider doing Big Brother or Amazing Race or anything like that? I I mean, I've, I haven't watched the full season of Big Brother. It looks super entertaining. I'm not sure if I'd be mentally able to, because they, like, mess with you. They leave the lights on in the middle of the night. They hmm. put music on. Like, I remember if I if I ever, um, there's this one song, if I ever sing to Jess, she'll, like, start going crazy. Like, no, no, no. I think it's, like, the clown song or something. Like, do 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 So, like, oh. me. They really just, even more so than The Bachelor, you think, they mess with you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so that doesn't answer the question. Say they ask, say they reach out to you to go on Big Brother. What do you would you say yes or no? What do you I think? I don't know. I mean, ooh, uh, I, I mean, listen. I said I would never do anything like The Bachelor. I went on. I had a great experience, and I got to meet you uh-huh. and you know the Bachelor family. So I don't know. Maybe. I think I would consider it. I think Big Brother. So what's funny actually is they reached out to me and they wanted me to do. I think it was this season or next the season. Big Brother celebrity one they did or no? I don't know if it was celebrity uh, or not. Yeah, I think it's probably the celebrity one. Um, and I said no, and I kind of regret saying no. I kind of feel. I kind of wish I did it almost. Well, there's always next season. I think it's actually coming up again. The celebrity. Oh no, I think it's in springtime. In springtime, and w- so what I'm yeah. trying really, really hard to do, and I've talked to Ben about this before, is I want Ben Higgins and I to be teammates on Amazing Race. I thought you were gonna ask me because you know I did Fear Factor. Oh yeah, you won Fear Factor. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, so, and you what? What like ten thousand dollars for your charity? No, fifty thousand. Wow. I know. How did you win? Because I, I I hadn't had a chance to watch the episode yet. So tell us a little oh, bit about the uh, uh, challenges. So the first challenge, uh, we had to. It's kind of hard to explain, but basically we had like this box around us and. We were the last team to go, so they used the same snake, the same rats, the same scorpions, and and um, uh, cockroaches. So when Danielle had to pick up the snake and put it into her box and then put it into my box, the snake was like, I'm not having it. He literally went up. <laughs> I, there's, like, segments of it. You see it. They, like, the snake goes up between my legs, and uh, it. I just couldn't pull it out from between my legs. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is the most action I got in the world. Uh... So I had to like throw the snake into a bin, and then I had to is, throw the. Do you think the snake is going to be jealous that you're walking a dog down the aisle at your friend's wedding? <laughs> probably, probably. I mean, if the snake is listening to this, I apologize. But... <laughs> well, wait a second. You get upset with me for not asking you to be on my Amazing Race team, and then you don't <laughs> we invite me to be on your we Fear were, Factor team. No, we were friends. I don't think we even met. No, we did meet once, but we weren't we weren't homies back then. Yeah, huh? We went to that celeb or that uh, charity ping pong tournament together. Yeah, well, I think you high-fived me, and that was the, the, the furthest we went. Yeah, so. you weren't really interested in having a conversation with me. I remember that, actually. <laughs> that's, that's not true. No, it's fine. I get it. I get it. You had, <laughs> imp- like, important baseball players to talk to and whatever. No, I was actually fangirling. Um, it was that one actor from Ozark. Do you know who I'm talking about? Paul Rudd? Jason, uh, oh, wait. No, Jason, Jason Bateman. Uh, Bateman. Uh, I confused oh. them. Jason Bateman, I don't remember him being there. I do remember a couple cool people being there, but it's okay. It's whatever. Maybe next time you go on Fear Factor. I mean, I guess Danielle and you won, so maybe have her be your teammate again. But Yeah, well, uh, I mean, if ever you're looking for teammates for an amazing race, um, <laughs> I speak um, two languages. <laughs> I'll let you know. Um, well, so what else is going on in your life? Have you been going on any dates? That's Are it. you on Bumble did. or Raya? You did? No. Raya, no. Actually, I'm, so I'm, I'm currently not on any dating app. Good. Um, well, 
well, for now. Good or not? I don't know. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't. I feel like I feel like I'd be swiping and swiping, and then I don't know. Um, too many options. So not on these dating apps, but I did go on a date recently. Had lots of fun. So we'll see. Well, tell us about this date. We're not going to let you get off the hook that easy. What was it like? How'd you meet him? Where'd you go? What'd you do? Uh, I don't want to give too many details away, but I'm not. Again, last time I did something like this, an article came out saying that I was on. I was dating someone. No, I'm not dating anyone. I went on a date. You're allowed to go on and dates. It was fun. Yeah. How I'm, did you I, meet I, them? Yeah. How did you meet? I I, I through. How do you remember? It was like through a bunch of friends in the city. And we're all like hanging out together and we just like connected and we're like, oh, cool. It's on a date. And he asked you on a date or you asked him on a date? Uh, I don't remember how it went. That means you asked him. Let's be real. <laughs> right? Listen, listen, I am the go-getter. I have to be the one. And we've had this conversation before. There's nothing to be I'm ashamed of. It's absolutely respectable. You should be going on dates. I, I am a proponent of you going on dates. I want you to find someone, Vanessa. I think we Aww. all do. What'd you Thank do on the date? You. Where'd you guys go? What we just like walked around the city. It's a good date. What do you mean you just walked yeah. around the city? Like just he had nothing around? planned. That bothers me. No, we went. No, 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 no. Not. I said I don't want to do anything too crazy. So we literally just walked around the city. It was a really nice day. We went out for dinner and called okay. it a night. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Romantic and and very casual keeps the pressure off. Yeah. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah, it was. Um, and that's the thing. I don't like. Uh, I don't like having when you first start dating someone. And I, we spoke about this before. It's like an audition process. You feel like you have to be a certain type of way to be the person that you think the other person is looking for. And I'm like, I'm, I don't want to do that. So I was myself, and it was so fun to just shed all these, like, layers and just, you know, like, burp if I wanted to burp. And poop with the door open Did if you, you want to poop with the door Did you burp on your first date? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> Vanessa, you're in the bathroom right now. Even come on. Should <laughs> I burp? Um, okay, so how did the rest of it go? It sounds like you guys had a good time. Are you going to have another date with him? Possibly. I don't know. I mean, I'm so busy. I was in Miami for the bachelorette party. I just got back yesterday. Oh. I did the radio show this morning. Tell us about this bachelorette party. Uh, it wasn't as wild as people probably expect a bachelorette party to go. It was. Um, uh, like he, Cody was there too with his friends, so we hung out all together during the day, like the guys and the girls. And that night we went out for dinner. It's Jack and Jill. And yeah, it was a Jack and Jill party. Exactly. Mm. Uh, this is what is Jared nice. wants. I mean, oh, that's cute. Yeah. Wait. So did you had, you had fun for the Jack and Jill bachelorette party? Well, is it technically a bachelorette party, or what do you call that? Yeah, I guess it's a pre-wedding party. Right, because it's I mean, not back. No, we didn't do anything crazy. No strippers, none of that wild stuff. Do you like strip clubs? Um, I've actually been to quite a few. Whoa, that's a surprising <laughs> answer. Hey, you, you guys do know I live in Montreal, right? It's like the city of strippers. Um, so you've gone to a few strip clubs, because Jared and I yeah. were just talking about this as well. Um, mm -hmm. Would you, if you were getting married and your hu your husband-to-be was throwing a bachelor party, would you be upset if he and his friends went to a strip club? If I got the chance to go, too. No, no, no. no. You wouldn't go with him. It would be it would be them. No, and, no, no, no. I'm saying if, if I go with my girls, too. Oh, you'd go to a male strip club or a female strip club? I mean, uh, honestly, have you ever gone to a male strip club? You, you don't? No. <laughs> okay, Erica, have you been? No, I haven't at all. Do those even exist? Yeah, 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 they exist. Okay. They're so they're entertaining. I've been to both. I've been to female and male strip clubs. The male strip clubs are just 
fun. I've been to a Magic Mike. I've been to a Magic Mike show. Okay, I haven't been to one. I'm guessing it's, I don't know if it's like that. I left halfway through. So Alex's best friend is like a Magic Mike dancer, and he asked me to go with him once. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so funny. Okay, so you'd be okay with it because both Jared and I get a little, we were talking about it, we get a little uncomfortable at strip clubs. I personally, like, I don't really know what to do. I've, I never feel comfortable getting, like, a lap dance. I just kind of sit there awkwardly. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. I know I wouldn't do anything that would cross the line, so I would hope the person I'm with wouldn't do anything that would cross the line either, you know? I, I don't, people go into bachelor and bachelorette parties thinking, like, this is the last hoorah before mm-hmm. you, like, settle down. Like, no, this should just be a time with your friends celebrating the fact that you're going to get married. Don't mess it up. Right. I mean, yeah, no, I agree. That makes sense. That's, I mean, I, I'm surprised that you've been to a lot of strip clubs, but. Yeah. Oh, whoa, chill. I didn't say a lot. You said that's a, th- that's a Montreal thing you said, yeah? Yeah, there's, it's, there's, uh, you know, there's quite a few strip clubs in Montreal. Okay. Well, that's cool that you had a bachelorette party. Did you, because Jared had one this weekend as well, a bachelor party, of course. So it's just. I, yeah, I guess I, for, I forgot to get an invite to one of them. It would have been funny if we all went three for three this weekend. Oh, that's what their stories were about. Because I thought, well, that's an early bachelor party, aren't they? I'm no, so not confused. his. Not his, not his. It was his friend's. Oh. But then oh. we were talking about him planning his bachelor party, and he wants to have a Jack and Jill party as well. And I'm, I, I'm anti-Jack and Jill party. Why? I think that a bachelor party should be a bachelor party. Bachelorette party should be a bachelorette party. They should be separate things. Why? I don't know. I just I think they should be separate things. But again, I mean... I'm single and I'm not well, going on any dates, so maybe I don't know what I should well, do. My question is like, Vanessa, you are single and you went to a Jack and Jill one. Did you feel yeah. weird? Because like Jared's reasoning for wanting one was so that everyone could have their significant other there. Oh, God, no. Uh, listen, I've gone to a number of weddings and I'm usually always a single one there. And you saw um, And yeah, so I'm like so used to it. And who cares? You know, like, if, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, who cares? I mean, well, we both had fun at we both had fun at the greatest wedding ever donated, and we were both single. I guess, yeah. Yep, yeah. yep. That was lots of fun. You had lots of fun. Okay, well. Ooh, <laughs> I was just... No, 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 not no. Back out of fun. Every time I would turn around, he's like dancing. I was dancing. I was a, oh. I was a man possessed on no, the dance was, floor. Yeah, he was having a lot of fun. Yeah. I remember there was a vi- there was a video of me. I like jumped up on stage while someone was singing, and I was like sitting there, and I was like gyrating in this weird way, and I like fell off the stage. Oh. It was pretty embarrassing, but also hilarious at the same time. Yeah, no. This video exists. It, it's out there ah. somewhere. I'd like to find Good. it. Um, okay, so so moving forward, back to your date because obviously that's the hot yeah. topic for today's episode. Are you going to go on a second date? You think, or how is that going to unfold? Don't know. I'm so busy. I have so much work to catch up on. So right now I'm just focusing on getting all that stuff done. And I'm trying to take the dating scene a little differently and not, you know, have all these expectations. Not all. Just have, it's, it's tough to not have expectations when it comes to someone you're, like, kind of interested in, you know. And you're, like, uh, dating nowadays is just hard. I was actually reading this article. I don't know if you and Jared spoke about it. But there's this term called breadcrumbing. Mm. Have you heard about it? We've we've discussed breadcrumbing in the past on this podcast. Oh, I, okay. I just found out about this term. I'm like, ah, it's so true. Are you being breadcrumbed or are you breadcrumbing him? No, I don't breadcrumb people. I love breadcrumbs. I wouldn't throw that around. <laughs> I love breadcrumbs. Why do you think you're being <laughs> maybe breadcrumbed? No, I'm saying what if I am being breadcrumbed? Oh. I don't know. You know? Define, define breadcrumbing for our listeners. Okay. Breadcrumbing means 
when someone continues to leave you clues that they're into you, but mm-hmm. they're not really into you, like they send you random text messages and dirty snaps, and you think like, oh, they're thinking about me, but they're just actually bored and want validation and attention. Mm. So, I don't know. Well, I guess, I guess you really it's have to have your breadcrumb radar on. I mean, hopefully he's not doing that. It sounds like that would be a bad thing. Did you guys kiss each other at the end of the day? No. Vanessa, be honest with us. Did you share an intimate kiss with each other? (laughs) No, we didn't. Okay, I'm going to believe you, but I'm skeptical of my belief. (laughs) Okay, enough about my dating life. Let's go ahead with you. Classic deflection. Classic, classic. Uh, Mine's been uh, pretty much the same, consistently non-existent. Uh, I was up in San Francisco at Outside Lands this past weekend, and I was basically just uh, did what I did at the wedding, danced around like a maniac for three days with my best friends. Uh, I mean, it was, you know, it's great. I enjoy the um, the fact that there is no pressure on anything when you don't have a relationship with someone. Like when you're not dating mm-hmm. or, or anything like that, there's obviously no pressure to be any certain type of way or to like, uh, I guess, continue to develop feelings in any sort of way so you kind of just get to do your own thing and um, I have a lot of like excited things that I'm interested in and kind of pursuing and all that kind of stuff and so uh, I think similar to you you said you're too busy to really take a relationship to the where I guess to the level that it needs to be but if it happens it happens I'm kind of in the same boat where uh, I'm not really trying at all for the first time in my life to be in a relationship mm-hmm. with anyone um, and that's that, that makes me very very happy to be honest <laughs> Yeah, and I think it's like you've you've had quite a year um, getting off of the franchise, and people may not realize this, but it's it's draining. There's a lot that comes with uh, with being on the show, a lot of pressure, and um, you know I think it's important to just focus on what you need to do for yourself, and then when the timing is right, you, the universe will invite the right person into your world. But just I, we had this conversation last week. Just make sure that you you don't get too comfortable. Um, cause that's where I'm afraid to, that I'm really happy being single and I'm so comfortable just doing my thing, focusing on the things that need the attention, being with my friends and my family. Um, but you know, like you need to put yourself out there, but I mean, you're how old again? 27, ripe age yeah. of 27. Uh, 27. I'm turning 31 guys. When? When's your birthday again? September 30th. Ooh, I can't wait to celebrate. Mm-hmm. What should we do? Uh, I, I might actually be in LA, so. Perfect. Um, yeah, yeah. So one of my cast members from my season of Bachelorette just sent me this article from the New York Post titled, Men Have Better Sex with Emotionally Unstable Women. Oh, God. How do we feel about that? That sounds so messed up. <laughs> Doesn't it? It's New York Post. They wrote the article. Uh, do we want to talk about that? Maybe not. Maybe just chalk that up as that's a weird <laughs> no, thing. I, I do want to talk about it. Let's please, let's please talk about this. Okay. Well, I was just saying how like I'm emotionally stable. And now I want to be emotionally unstable. You want to be emotionally unstable? No, I'm kidding. I'm Is that kidding. because you want to have better sex? <laughs> <laughs> no, my sex life is great, thanks. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> that's good to hear. It doesn't exist. Right. But when it does, it's great. That's good. That's good. Yeah. For all the male listeners out there, you're driving them crazy right now. <laughs> This is just that article is interesting because I feel like you. Uh, this might be weird, but you have the best sex when you're both like emotionally invested in it, yeah. right, guys? <laughs> Erica, I agree with you because I feel like there's one thing to get naked in bed with someone and have sex with them, but there's another 
it's a, a whole other experience to get naked in bed with someone and actually just feel. And just deal. Yeah. Than, yeah, I guess. Be on a, like a, on a deeper level and, and be vulnerable with them. I mean, oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, like a one night stand is, at least for me, one night stands have never been as great as like, I can't believe I'm talking about my sex life. <laughs> <laughs> right now. I'm so sorry. I love it. But like, I, I just feel like Vanessa gets me, okay? <laughs> But yeah, continue your story. You feel like one night stands are what? Are like never as great. Like they're they're like fun in the moment, but then like in retrospect, you're kind of like, I wish that had been so much more. Yeah, yeah. this is um, we had someone that spoke about um, oh, who was it? I think it was an author. She came on air. She was talking to us about relationships and how some relationships, like one night stands, are like junk food. They feel great in the moment, mm. but. After you're done eating it, they're like, that was a terrible idea. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. It's a good comparison. Yeah. Good analogy, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I love any analogy that includes food. Um, <laughs> but wait, so Dean, yes. I mean, this is an article based off of men's perspective on emotionally unstable women and sex. Well, it, is it men it? have better sex with emotionally unstable it, women? Is that it? Yes, it says men have better sex with emotionally unstable women. New York Post. Uh, I can probably, I probably understand why. Because there's no, I guess, uh, actually, I don't know. Maybe it just means they're a little, a little crazier, a little more wild, a little bit more willing to be adventurous yeah. and explorative in the, in the sack. Yeah, Who knows? No. I'm just speculating here. I don't know. No comment. Um, yeah, no comment. <laughs> all right. Well, so for the listeners out there, too, that participated in our batch bracket challenge, uh, we had a winner, and her name was uh, Sira. So, Vanessa, whenever you get back to town to record this podcast, we're going to uh, partake in a... Uh, in a, not an event, but kidding. we're gonna hang out with her. We're gonna, not in mentally unstable sex, but we're gonna hang out with her, and we're gonna <laughs> we're going to treat her to a day, and that's gonna be her prize. Yay! And so you need to get here to Los Angeles, a so we can record a, uh, uh, an episode with you in studio, and oh. b of course so we can fulfill our duty to to reward uh, the winner of the batch bracket. Um, and so we need to figure that out. We'll get you here hopefully before the end of the month. I know that you said you're gonna be maybe here in September. So I, I'll be in L.A. Uh, the end of September, beginning of October. Are you going to be moving back here, or are you just going to be here temporarily again? No, I'm just going to be there temporarily. Lame. I know. I do miss the California Well, we've been going through a heat wave, so you're not missing much, to be perfectly honest. Um, okay. I'm good here. Okay. Well, Vanessa, thank you, as always, for calling in. And we look forward to hearing more about this guy that you've been going on Stop. dates with. Stop. You know we're going to keep asking about it. I know, but we're happy. We're optimistic. We want you to be happy. We want you to be in love and get married and have kids and just be the happiest person ever. I want babies. I want babies so badly. Yeah. Well, with the right person. Well, so we're going to keep asking it. We're going to keep beating the dead horse. Um, All right. Have a good rest of your week. Have a good weekend. You guys too. Good luck with Virgin and the the radio hosting. We'll be sure to listen to that as well. Um, And we'll talk to you soon. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. All right, let's get to some emails. Woo, woo. I have one email here in front of me. We have three emails there in front of you. Who wants to read them? I will. Uh, this one is from Maddie, and this will be fun for you, Dean, because it's not actually only dating focused. Yeah. She says, hello, everyone. I'm writing in not to prove how much I suck at dating, even though that stands to be true, but rather to ask questions about traveling and how finances are involved. Mm. Dean, you recently went on what seemed to be an amazing several weeks of traveling across the world. Sure did. And I want to know how you did it. I'm 18 and on my way to college in the fall. 
which is going to break my bank account and make the idea of traveling unobtainable. I was curious if you guys have any input on how to achieve my goal of seeing the world, whether it be through financial tips, a certain mental state, or really anything. You all seem to have your life put together and are presented with opportunities that include fun excursions. So I would like to know your secrets on how you're so successful. Perhaps I should go to college, start a career, and if I still suck suck at dating, then I'll attempt to get on The Bachelor. I would appreciate any advice you have to offer and also want to congratulate Jared and Ashley on the the engagement. We'll pass that on to them. Yeah, we'll pass it on. Uh, We'll be sure to tell them you said that, Maddie. Well, first and foremost, go to college. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, It's funny because I was actually going to write something about this because a lot of people reached out to me via Instagram or email or whatever, uh, like asking for advice on traveling. And I'm not I mean, I've done a lot of traveling in my life, but I'm by no means am a traveler, you know, Mm -hmm. like. I can, well, only, I can only imagine how many people like must reach out to Leslie who like travels for a living and like that's essentially her career. Um, but so traveling is something that I've always wanted to do ever since I was a little kid to be able to see the world is, is incredible. Um, for me, my life is definitely not put together. So thank you for <laughs> thinking that it is, Maddie. I really do appreciate that. It's actually a, a big, big fat mess. Um, but I've always been excre- like very, very poor my entire life. So my family has always, always poor. Uh, growing up, I, we, you know, we didn't really have much. We like lived in a mobile home for, for a large part of it. And then all through college, like I had to pay my way through college. So I never really had the funds necessary to travel, even though it was something that I always wanted to do. I don't even think I went on an airplane for the first time until I was like 17 or 18. Um, and then obviously like even post-college, you know, I had good jobs and I was making good money, but it was basically money to sustain the lifestyle that I already had, where it was very like domestic and, and local to wherever I was, whether it was in Denver, Los Angeles. Um, but now post, I guess, bachelor, bachelorette, I was able to save up a little bit more and, and make that trip. Uh, and it was a little bit more expensive than I had originally planned it being. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe because your phone got stolen. My phone got stolen. I like bought a GoPro. I decided to like rent a car every once in a while and like drive somewhere interesting. I missed my flight back home from New York to LA and that was expensive. Um, it's just a matter of, I don't know planning accordingly like i would maybe book uh, affordable flights so i flew to japan for like 500 dollars, and then i flew to indonesia for like 100 dollars, and it was like every flight was like right around two or three hundred dollars and so that didn't add up to be that much money i think my flights from a to b to eventually back to los angeles ended up being like two thousand twenty five hundred dollars or something like that which is a lot of money but not it's kind of a lot not when you consider going all the way around the world you know um and it, like I said, it definitely wasn't inexpensive, but whenever I like talk to people about it, like I have no issue really sharing how much money I spent. It was like maybe like eight or nine thousand dollars for the entire five weeks that I was gone, which is a lot of money. Absolutely. It certainly is. But whenever you talk to or whenever I've talked to someone that's like, how much did it cost? Uh, and they're always like, I would pr- I would assume it cost you like fifteen, twenty thousand dollars to oh. do all that. And like I'm like, no, it really wasn't that bad. Um, and I'm not much of a hostel guy. I kind of wish I was because you could stay in a hostel for like ten dollars a night versus a hotel, which is like a hundred dollars a night. Um but I figured, you know, I was like, I'm traveling. I might as well just do the things that I want to do. Like, I might as well just rent this car and drive up here, rent this motorcycle and go over here. Um, and it was a great experience. Like, I wouldn't even, I didn't even book a lot of my flights until maybe like a week or two in advance. I didn't book my hotel rooms until like the day before I fly to that city, mostly because like I wasn't sure where I wanted to stay and I wanted to get some opinions of some of my friends and all that kind of stuff. Um, so my advice to Maddie is obviously go to school, get a job. Uh, if you still suck at dating, sure, go on the bachelor, bachelor, uh, well, I guess it had to be bachelor for you. Yeah. Um, and just put it off if you don't, if you can't afford it right now, like, of course I wish I could go traveling when I was 18, 
or 19 or 20, but like the fact that I did it when I was 27, it didn't take anything away from the experience. If anything, it made it better because, you know, I, I understand maybe a little bit more about the world and more open to, to different things. So um, just because you're not doing it now doesn't mean you're not going to be doing it in eight, nine, 10 years. That's my advice. I also think if you have the finances available, studying abroad is a really good option mm-hmm. when you're in college. Um, that's something I wish I had done. I never did it. And now I'm like, wait, why? Yeah, like I, re- I, I could have. I really wish I had studied abroad. One of my friends did a, a study abroad program in Argentina and I was oh. very, very jealous of that. Yeah. And so. like, even like a lot of my friends now who went to uh, Boulder, they all did like study abroad programs in like London or Italy. And they always talk about it like so fondly. And I'm always like, oh, I really missed out on that experience. But yeah. And then you meet people in other parts of the country or in other parts of the world and you can go stay with them when you travel. Right. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. So just stick it out. Get an education, get a job, and don't stress out about not doing it now because you can always do it later. Within reason. Yes. Let's move on to the next one. All right. Next one from Christine. She says, hey, everyone. I've been stuck in the friend zone, but I took some advice from your podcast from Easton's story about his wife making an ultimatum, and I shot my shot. And it worked. Nice. I'm sharing this story so hopefully I can inspire some listeners or even one of you. After two long years of hiding feelings, a couple fights, and a lot of hurt feelings, me, she's 23, and him, he's 27, are very happily together. Turns out we've been feeling the same way about each other the whole time. Wow. He had some emotional issues he had to work through, and after a year and a half, I decided to finally let go of my feelings. It was hard, but I decided having him in my life, even as just a friend, was more important than my feelings. Shortly after I started doing my own thing and thriving in my career, he confessed his feelings for me. My feelings came back in full force. I don't think they ever left. And I asked him to be my boyfriend. We're great for each other. He shows me and tells me how much he loves me every day. And we give each other space to be individuals while supporting each other's careers. It's the healthiest relationship I've ever been in. I'm in love with my best friend. I mean, shout out to Easton for inspiring Christine, I think. Yeah. Uh, it should be a shout out to uh, my my beautiful, lovely wife, Allison. Because uh, uh, thank you, Allison. Yeah, she uh, Allison um, inspires a lot of great things and a lot of great people. So that's that's so great, Christine. That makes me so happy for you because it sounds like you're uh, you guys are just perfect for each other. And uh, the like, it, she said he had some emotional issues to work through. Sometimes I go back and I always wonder, like, what would how would my life be different if I had like right off the bat if I had just tried to date Allison. Right. Like but I I was not a person that could be in the relationship that I'm like like I had a lot of growing up to do. Yeah. And I had a lot of personal stuff to figure right. out. It sounds like this guy did too. So sometimes things are just meant to be that way, you know? Like 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 the love story of Jared and Ashley I you just need a little is, bit of time to mature. Exactly. Like a nice cheese. Yes, exactly. A, or a fine wine. Or, or like fine a, wine. Or like a breakfast burrito or something like that, you know? <laughs> breakfast <laughs> or burritos should not a pizza time. because sometimes cold pizza is better than the hot pizza. Oh. It's nice to see a success story on yeah. here. You know, we got a lot of questions and a lot of uh, people asking what they should be doing in their relationship, but not often enough do we get people like Christine who email us in and, and share their success story yeah. with us. That's awesome. I also think something that anyone listening to this should take from this is that she says, shortly after I started doing my own thing and thriving in my career, he confessed his feelings. Like all women should go out there and say, mm-hmm. F it to the men who don't know their worth and like I lived my life on my own and just kind of like became as successful as I could until I was 24 or whatever, um, single because it was like so mm-hmm. important to me to have my own together. Sorry. We don't need to bleep. Oh, okay. Yes, to have yeah, my own together. Um, 
And then and then someone wonderful came into my life, and I think that guys really recognize like when girls have their stuff. It's incredibly together. attractive, absolutely. Yes. And it makes the guy want to get their stuff together as well. Like yeah. it's a, it's like incentive for them to be like, oh wow, she's doing so well, and is is this inspiration for me? And now I need to do that just so that way she can even be interested in me in the first place. Yeah, I think. Um, and I will say to to Easton's point about taking a little bit of time to mature and like wondering if you guys had maybe gave it a shot earlier on if it would be as successful as it is now. That's our, that's something that I've started telling people like before there's any like escalation of a relationship at all. I'm like, look, I am in no place to be anyone's boyfriend or be going on dates with like anyone really. And like honestly, it feels really good to say that to yeah. someone, especially someone that like I'm interested in like romantically or physically. Like I, I'll just come right out and say it and be like, listen. You should not be dating me or like be any interested, have any interest in dating me because I have a lot of issues I'm working through right now. I've said that a, multi, a couple times like lately. You go on a date with someone and then tell them that? No, or? no, I wouldn't necessarily call it a date, but there have been times where, especially over the past couple of weeks, where, you know, I'll be hanging out with like groups of friends or something like that and someone will be like, like start showing interest in me. Okay. And I can just openly and honestly be like, listen, like this is just, I'm going to nip this in the bud and, and kind of get ahead of it. Um, because if there, I mean, obviously I don't really expect any of those relationships to turn into anything, but it's like, like Easton said, if you enter into a relationship too early, it might, uh, might not be salvageable later on because of, of the damage that's done. So it's just, it's like, I don't know, that's kind of off topic a little bit, but it's something no, that yeah. I started doing, which is kind of relieving. That's it's like, like a, so a weight's lifted off of me. It's just why? Because I think I'd be really sad if I was a girl talking to this guy and I was interested in this guy and he said to me like, no, no, now's just not the time. Like that seems like such a cop out but it's so early but i know on. you're being honest about it but too. it's so early. it's like before there's any physical component to the relationship yeah or any feelings get invested i'm like look like just so you know like there's no interest on my end okay. to be in a relationship with anyone that's really sweet <laughs> is it I mean, but it also makes me sad for you no i mean it's great honestly it feels really good okay because before i before i don't know if i was trying to convince myself that i was ready to be in a relationship or if i just thought that i was but i would always be i would always try and like purvey this uh readiness to be in a relationship even though maybe deep down i knew that i wasn't or something like that and so now it's nice to be able to be like look this is me um i still would not mind being your friend but just so you know we're not going to bring right. this any further than normally we would looking back at when you went on the bachelorette do you feel like you really shouldn't have been in a position where you could have been getting engaged in a matter of weeks i think that rachel made a very good decision letting me go when okay. she did okay. <laughs> <laughs> but i think that you know, obviously, they're, I don't know. I think that her and Brian are very, very cute together, and I think that she definitely made the good decision in that. Right. In that and, like, hindsight's twenty twenty for you personally. Maybe you're, like, at that time, you it's thought very, you were ready. It's hard to come to terms with the fact that you might not be ready for something that you really, really want, yeah. you know? Um, and that this whole experience has kind of shed some light on that, I suppose. Uh, but, but, no, I think that was, that was Rachel's logic behind sending me home was, uh, you know, she, we liked each other, but she... Uh, obviously didn't necessarily see my readiness and she has very good foresight and was able to make the right decision. So good for them. Yeah. Okay. There's one last email. Cool. Um, this is from, I, how would you say that name? Denitria? Denitria is how I, okay. Just really, that's a beautiful name. Uh, she said, I just finished listening to the podcast this week, which was last week. Vanessa said something to Dean that I totally agree with. She told him not to get too comfortable being alone. I'm living this myself. I divorced after being married for 13 years. My kids were young, and after a couple of failed relationships after my divorce, I decided to focus 100% on my kids. I have not dated for 10 years. 
My kids are 22 and 21 now, but I've gotten so used to being alone. I'm positive it's because I do not want to put myself out there again. Heartbreak is hard. Dean, enjoy being alone, but do not use it as a way to avoid trying or finding a relationship. It's way too late for me now. Uh, That's sad. No, it's not. But I hate seeing people not be vulnerable and do not want people to make the same mistakes as I have uh, with with being okay with being alone. That's, first of all, it's not too late. Not at all. I don't think it's, even Holly last week who we had in here, who was in her late 40s said she was going on dates and meeting people all that kind of stuff i think i mean that's my opinion on that i think we'll all kind of be in agreement um so she says dean enjoy being alone but do not use it as a way to avoid trying or finding a relationship uh i think that the consensus that we've all kind of come to is you should maybe enjoy the solitude but kind of live your life and if things happen as you said that they do as you dedicate yourself to work and to yourself and all that kind of stuff if someone enters your life that allows you to share it with them. I think that you don't want to fight it, but I think there's a distinct difference between fighting a relationship, like like kind of not allowing it to progress, and then also just uh, living honestly, right? And then allowing it to come into your life if it does. Because if you have to fight it, it probably isn't going to be great. That's why a lot of relationships kind of, especially that's why I'm not a big fan of ultimatums. I understand they have their success stories, <laughs> but it's like if you have to give someone an ultimatum, it usually is not a good sign i would say most ultimatums lead into unsuccessful relationships um but that's why you know if you just kind of keep doing what you're doing and i mean that's what i'm doing right now too like i said earlier it's i'm just gonna lay it all out there and whoever i'm talking to or ever if i ever become interested in someone again probably a long shot uh, <laughs> ever again okay i won't fight it but i will be receptive to it if and when it comes it sounds like Denitria is like afraid of getting heartbroken, uh-huh. which is why she hasn't put herself out there. It's got to be so much harder with kids. I can only imagine. Yeah. Um, granted, her kids are older, 21 and 22. Mm-hmm. And so they fully understand, uh, you know, the whole process of meeting someone and dating someone and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I remember actually after my mom passed away, my dad was like reinserting himself into the dating pool. Uh, and he would like sometimes come to me and like ask my opinion or like my advice for things when I was like 17. Uh, and it was weird, but even as a 17-year-old, you know, you still have enough awareness to really, like, I guess, lend an opinion um, versus dating with, like, with a kid. Um, you know, like, I can only imagine what Amanda must go through when she has two younger kids and she has to be very, uh, like, cognizant and aware of the guys that she's introducing mm-hmm. to her kids because they're at such a vulnerable state in their their life. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't understand. Like, she definitely is not a lost cause by any means, Denitria. Right. But... It's it's kind of sad. I hope she, I she doesn't think that. I hope that she doesn't really mean that. I hope you listen to this and realize that there is hope still. At any stage in life, too. Yeah. Well, you always hear these stories about like seniors, even like people in their sixties or seventies, uh, like falling in love again and all this kind of stuff. Like I think that's that's a very beautiful thing. Yeah, um, my my parents got divorced when I was about thirteen. Oh my gosh, it's already been more than ten years. Wow. But they're both have really happily married Are again they? and they didn't get married until I was like 21. So there's a lot of time in between there, like their husband for Denitria, but um, yeah, they're both like probably the happiest I've ever seen them. So, well, there it is. The takeaway from that. Don't give up hope. Keep yeah. fighting. Let yourself fall in love if you so want to, but don't force anything. Um, okay. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode of help. I suck at dating. Big thank you to our sponsor, Homesick Candles. Remember to go to homesick.com. Use my code Dean, that's D-E-A-N, for $10 off and free shipping when you buy two or more candles. 
Uh, big thank you to Jared and Vanessa for calling in from their respective locations. Big, big thank you to Easton, Erica, and Tori for chiming in <laughs> so, so much this episode. Um, next week, we will have Jared back in studio. It'd be Woo! great to hear kind of what kind of headway they made on their um, wedding planning. And maybe I'll have some more dating stories for to share with you. I, I doubt it. But Dream big. We'll see. Dream big. Anyways, thank you again for tuning in. This has been Help I Suck at Dating. Be sure to tune in next week where maybe we'll suck a little bit less. Follow Help I Suck at Dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.